0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Prince Podcast here on Podcast Juice. My name is Michael Dean, and joining me today is Mr. Big Sexy and Saxer. Oh, I'm doing well. Had a little rain a couple days ago up here, but doing all right now. It's nice and dry and nice and cool. All right. And we have a special guest in the building today. Uh, man, what can I start with? I will start to say that she is a podcaster over at one of the shows that we definitely support, Grown Folks Music. Uh, So welcome to D'Angela Duff. D'Angela, how are you?
1: I am fantastic and I'm actually super excited to be on the Michael Dean oh, Prince Podcast. It is such an honor to be here with you today.
0: uh well, we appreciate that. Which we are at uh an honor to have you on because you know, I, I look at you as the professor. When I have some <laughs> I have somebody from academia uh, you know, acknowledge what we do. I feel like I kind of made a little something. I'm doing something, so <laughs>
1: Oh, you're doing a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, me, you are.
0: Let me give a little bit of background here. And I'm looking on your website, but I love what I'm seeing here. So I'm going to read a little bit of this so the people, some people who are not familiar with you know. So D'Angela Elduff is a designer, photographer, web developer, DJ, and podcaster. She is also an industry associate professor and co-director alongside Mr. Luke Debu. Du Bois? Dubois. Dubois. Dubois.
1: Dubois. <laughs> Dubois. Woo! Okay.
0: <laughs> of the integrated digital media programs at NYU Tandon School of Engineering in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, wow. So that's man, that's that's some impressive stuff, you know. And let's, let me say this. Too. Let me jump off of the official Michael Dean. the I, I, I love this system, man, that's just like really doing her thing on a high level. And I want to say thank you to you personally for coming to uh, the meet and greet uh, down in Eden Prairie, Minneapolis during Celebration Week. That was, uh, I guess, that was a blessing for you. Uh, I believe your mother, some of your family, yes. family was. with yeah, you. Yeah, my
1: mom and my aunt were there. Yeah. Yes, and um, of course I had to just come and say thank you in person because you, again, you do a lot, and I listen to your podcast all the time religiously. You are definitely doing what I call Prince's work, <laughs> you know, like people say God's work while you're doing Prince's work. Hilarious. And um, I just really wanted to say thank you in person. So it was a pleasure to meet you then.
0: Uh, it, was, it was my pleasure as well. Uh, and shout out to your aunt and your mother. Um, so let's get right into it. First off, I want to talk about grown folks music and the, the Prince related podcast that you guys do over there. I was looking at, uh, at the site this morning you know shows all of the podcasts and i look at it and it's so funny to me i'm like this person this is a person you who is like straight out on like my wheelbarrow because like i'm looking at the albums <laughs> that you spotlight i'm like those are all the joints that i listened to i grew up listening to i know them back to back i mean anybody of course you had to print stuff you had madhouse but you had uh jesse johnson Delica. Oh yeah. I'm like, I'm a
1: huge Jesse fan. I love Jesse.
0: (laughs) Well, tell me how the podcast came, came to, uh, came to be.
1: Okay. That's a really great question. So um, my favorite podcast of all time is the music snobs. And Mm -hmm. um, so I have to give a shout out to Arthur Turnbull and Jahan. And so they used to do some pretty amazing Prince podcasts, which they've, since taken down because I think Princess Camp asked them to when he was alive, but I actually kind of ripped them and got them before all that happened. And I remember listening to them and saying, I want to do that, like I want to be in that conversation. Um, and I, But I didn't know them at the time. And so uh, Ricky Wyatt, who does the Ground Folks Music podcast with me, we actually went to high school together in Atlanta in a, um, at Southwest DeKalb High School. And so he knew um, that I've been a Prince fan since 10 years old. And um, he um, actually asked me to write a couple of articles for grown folks music, like their blog. And then I was just like, I really want to do a podcast. And I really wanted to do a podcast for the 30th anniversary of Under the Cherry Moon, which is my favorite Prince film as well as Parade. And so my very first podcast was actually in March of 2016. Note the date, March of 2016, because <laughs> I was super excited about the 30th anniversary of Parade and Under the Cherry Moon. So um, Ivan Orr is pretty much the, the lead man over there. And I've kind of taken over in terms of the Prince podcast. So he lets me do my thing because they do lots of other podcasts. But I only do the Prince and Prince related podcasts. So in terms of those podcasts, I actually produce them. I invite all the guests. I edit them, um, and so I, I have a. I, I design the cover artwork. So like my hands are all over that, and it's definitely a, a labor of love. And. Um, growing up, I always loved talking about Prince. All my real friends are Prince friends, <laughs> so <laughs> I was just like, it's so cool to hear these guys, you know, talk about Prince. And also, there aren't a lot of females talking about Prince, mm. and I was just like, I want to talk about Prince because he needs to be talked about. Because that's what I talk about anyway, um, and so it was just kind of a natural fit, especially since. Prior to the podcast, I had a radio show for about 12 years online called um, No Turn on Stone. So I have been doing a lot of audio related stuff because I live and breathe for music. Um, and so like the podcast is just like a natural progression, to be honest with you. It's just unfortunate that it kind of I mean, it, it happened like right after Vanity passed. Mm-hmm. And um, I just kind of knew like this is. A sign of things to come, but I didn't realize it was going to be that freaking soon. Um, so I just, I teach and you'd be surprised. I have a lot of students who have never, ever seen purple rain. Um, I actually interviewed Jerome and in person and he came to NYU and we, I had an African American student who did not know who Jerome was? I was super embarrassed. Mm. He had never seen the film before, and so I have Prince posters in my office, and students always ask, "What's up with you and Prince?" <laughs> and then I go, "Well, you know, Prince is awesome. You need to know who he is, what he did, and you should start here or here or here." And um, so that's the reason why I'm doing, you know, the Prince Love Sexy Symposium on Friday and Saturday, June 1st and 2nd at a university. So even if it's just one or two students that are impacted by his music, it's really important that we we pass our love of Prince's music on to the next generation so that he can be someone like Jimi Hendrix that will always, you know, people will always listen to him, people will always talk about him. And so that's kind of my mission in life, you know, to keep Prince's name on the lips of the children. So that's basically the reason why I do the podcasts and why I do um, the symposiums, why I talk about Prince at um, academic conferences whenever I can. Um, it's just he's given so much to me specifically and to us collectively that this is just a very small way to give back to all that he has ever done for us. And he, ha- he has done a lot. He's, he's still giving to us. <laughs> right, right. And, and, and he will continue to give to us. So this is the very least I can do to sort of repay him um, for like an amazing ride. I'm just so uh, so happy that my life aligned with Princess in real time. My first concert was 1980s Triple Threat Tour as a 12-year-old. What? Yes, I just missed two years of real time, <laughs> 78, and 79. But, you know, since 80, I've been rocking and seeing all the cons. It's just been a wild ride. And, it, and, it, and it's still a wild ride.
0: Okay. So. Let, let me ask you about the symposiums, um, because you have definitely you have the Love Sexy one coming up here, June 1st and 2nd. And mm-hmm. I see you've got Cat uh, Glover, a special mm-hmm. guest, Dr. Fink. Uh, Ingrid Chavez and my man uh, Chaz. Yes. So, so for those who of us who barely got a high school diploma, tell me, <laughs> <laughs> t- t- tell me what the suppose. What is a symposium?
1: Well, symposium for me is more like a, a shorter version of a conference, basically, and it's supposed to be like really focused on scholarly um, presentations and so forth. But I mixed it up. Because um, I presented at the technically first Prince Conference in Manchester, England last May. Mm -hmm. Um, And they had a really awesome mix of not just academics. Because sometimes academic conferences can be truly boring because there's a lot of reading of papers. And so um, they actually had DJs. They had radio personalities. They just had a really awesome mix. So I kind of wanted to replicate that um, with the symposium. So I do actually have like Arthur from the Music Snobs coming to speak. And I have like Harold Pride, who's an independent scholar. He's not affiliated with an institution. So um, it's, it's just basically talking in depth about a particular subject. And this particular time is going to be Prince Love Sexy.
0: Wow. So is this going to be like sort of a breakdown, I imagine, of of course the album but of course like the themes of the album yes, and all yes. that kind of okay
1: so we basically have four panels um i'll just tell you your overview so it's actually a 2-day event mm-hmm. um we're g- going to have like an opening keynote which is basically cat ingrid tavez and dr fink and then we're going to do a screening of something prints <laughs> and I'll just keep it that way. And that's going to be basically the first night with, you know, a, a bit of we're basically going to do like a roundtable discussion with Ingrid and Matt Fink and Kat. And then the next day, we're going to have four different panels. The first panel is going to be about love, sexy and spirituality. And then the second panel is going to be about love, sexy and style And then the third panel is going to be Love Sexy live and in the studio. And then the fourth panel is basically a reprise of the panel I had last year for Sign of the Times' 30th anniversary, because last year, as you know, and everybody probably listening to this podcast knows, at least they should, that last year was the 30th anniversary of Sign of the Times. So I had four guys on that panel. One was a Neil Dash, who's um, you know, a massive yeah. Prince fan, mm-hmm. if everybody should know that, as well as Miles Marshall-Lewis, who's one of the last people to actually interview Prince, as well as Elliot Powell, who teaches at, um, a Prince course at the University of Minnesota. Um, and he also helped organize the Prince Conference, which was called Prince from Minneapolis in April, uh, that I also spoke at. And then last but not least, Zaire Ali, who actually teaches a Prince course at NYU. And he's also an oral historian at the Brooklyn Historical Society. So I got all of them to come back for round two. Okay. Um, it's a lot of fun. Actually, we streamed the event, and you can still see the old um, the panel from last year on a Facebook um, live stream. So, um, you know, if any of your – I mean, I can send the link if you want to include it in the show notes for anybody who might be interested in seeing that. Because we had a ball. I mean, we, we had a ball. So I'm hoping that, um, you know – Everyone again to agreed to come back for that reprise panel, so I'm assuming that they also had a ball, and then we're gonna have a in keynote with Chaz. Oh, and okay. so what was really special about the Manchester corporate Rain conference is that the very last thing was a Q&A with Chas over Skype. And so all the attendees were able to ask him questions and he just answered them. And it was like a truly amazing way to end that conference. And so what's really cool about, you know, this symposium is that he did that over Skype and he's going to be here in person. So nice. that's going to be like really super cool. So he's um, agreed to you know do the same for this symposium.
0: All right, now All right. It, it, let me let me keep it on my keeping it one thousand as a man. What's my uh, Zaire Ali? Is that how you say his name? Yes. Uh huh. So mm-hmm. let me say because I hopefully this brother's listening. I actually met him celebration weekend, and then I realized who he was after the fact. And mm-hmm. I always want to be very clear that this brother listening. I may have said something that sounded a little greasy, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I, <was> <laughs> I want him to know that it was not meant like that. And I was talking to somebody else. And mm-hmm. so it wasn't, I just like to say things you can, you can uh, correct yourself in public sometimes is more important. Yeah. So I want him to understand. I was not trying to be funny style at all to my okay. brother, uh, shout right. out to your work. Cause I know, I know who he is and he does good yeah. stuff.
1: Yes. Oh, he does like amazing it. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll let him know. I and he often actually joins us on the podcast. Okay. Um, so like one of my favorite podcasts is actually with Zaire and Harold Pride. And uh, we did a Prince Flood podcast last year about all of the releases from nineteen eighty-seven. Oh wow. You know, like Jewel Jones, Sheila E, The Madhouses, yeah. Son of the Times, Todd Seville, Wendy and Lisa, blah, 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 blah. You know, it was a lot. That was released in 87 and we had such a good time, um, oh, recording okay. that podcast. Sire is, is hilarious. <laughs> all right. He, all right. Hilarious. Yeah.
0: That's what's up. So shout out to him. And so man, the symposiums, uh, this sounds like an amazing, you know, lineup of people that you got there. Now, did you put this together? Obviously you have probably people that are helping as well, but is this?
1: Well, a- no, I, I, I mean, in terms of, I, I did have Kirsty Fairclough who actually, um, organized the Purple Rain Conference in Manchester. helped me connect with um, Cats manager. Um, And then from Cats manager, I got to Dr. Fink and, you know, and and, and it kind of worked that way. But in terms of like inviting everyone, because I got a lot of um, no's from people, you know, like maybe they're out of the country or out of town or whatever. I've been doing this all by myself. Um, I have a staff person who's being super nice to helping me book spaces and You order food and all that kind of stuff. But for the most part, it's just me um, organizing this. And so I'm really tired because last (laughs) night we had a a Betty Davis symposium, not the actress, the musician, the black (laughs) Betty Davis. Hilarious. Yes. And we had a a panel of um, four speakers and then we screened a new documentary called Betty. They say I'm different. And we had the filmmaker there. His name is Phil Cox, and he did a Q&A afterwards. And what was really cool, um, the New York premiere of that documentary happened on Wednesday at the Billy Holiday Theater in Brooklyn through Red Bull Music Academy. Mm-hmm. And they were able to get Joy, um, who is how I found out about Betty Davis because she um, covered If I'm in Luck, I might just get picked up um, on her second album, Ooh. Amoeba Cleansing Syndrome, backed by Fishbone. And they got her to perform that song with Betty's original band, Funk House. wow. wow. So, and actually, Erica Badu open up that uh, film by reading a letter written by Betty. So it was a magical moment on Wednesday and I was like, how in the heck am I gonna follow up with that? <laughs> so I talked to the filmmaker and he allowed me to show this very exclusive clip of an uh, interview with Betty Davis that he conducted. Um, she refused to be filmed, she did not want her face filmed but she he filmed it from behind. But it was like a really amazing um, clip that no one had heard. Like he's the official screening. I mean, the um, inaugural screening happened in Pittsburgh because that's where she currently lives. So the people who came to the symposium last night are the only people who have seen this additional clip. So that was my sort of special thing because I had to do something after Joy. I was like, I can't top Joy. So I got to do something. Got to give me something. So he gave me that. Wow, and I'm grateful
0: okay. for that. Yeah. Well, man, I got you know, I always say work it like a job, but you are working it like a moon working job. Like, like <laughs> I really you. appreciate, man, uh, you know, somebody like yourself using the platforms that you have to get the word out about Prince. And I love what you say, you know, making sure that he stays on the lips of these children. Of the
1: children. Yeah. Yes, that's right. That's right. That's what, my sole mission, Michael. That's that okay. that's what it's all about. It's all about Prince.
0: What, uh, you know, for yourself, what does Prince mean to you?
1: Oh, um, I, I'll try to keep it short, but I'll, I'll say this. Um, I, and, and, and I'm not being funny and I'm not being sarcastic. I'm not exaggerating. I would not be on this earth if it wasn't for Prince. Really? Prince yes. Prince gave me something to look forward to. He made all my rainy days bright and um, he made this life worth living. So I'll just leave it at that.
0: See, I, wow I, I, I want to jump a little deeper like, like now where are you from
1: i'm from alabama, alabama. i'm a southern girl okay. yeah before i'm black before i'm a woman i'm southern okay Roll, <laughs> roll tide, baby go ahead that's right roll <laughs> tide <tight. laughs>
0: what did uh that. well was there somebody i mean uh in your family who was into prince or how did you like because i imagine oh, you've been a younger person
1: awesome. Yeah yeah. So what's great is I have two uncles. I got to give got okay. shout out my uncles. Uncle Carl and Charles Oliver, they both play music and they play all kinds of music. They would play ELO, Edgar Winter, Parliament Funkadelic, The Doors, Leonard Skinner, James Brown. And I'm sure they played Prince too, but I was super young. I actually discovered Prince when I I went to go visit my aunt who was living in North Carolina at the time. Mm. She had all these albums on the floor and the Dirty Mind album just really-
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Here we go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The cover jumped out at me as a 10 year old, not in a sexual way, I really saw that as a guy who didn't take nothing from no one, who was like incredibly free. And I like, I just, it was just a sense of freedom that drew me to that cover. And then I listened to the entire album on her living room floor, you know, with the headphones on, because she had no idea. She only found out like a couple. And that was the aunt who came to your meet and greet. She was Ah. like... Why she wants me to stop saying this? She was like, "You're (laughs) gonna get me (laughs) arrested and have you looking at ten years old." But she didn't know I was doing that. And actually, that yeah. And so what? What's really great too is that my uncle Carl and my my the same aunt. Her name's Carolyn Robinson. They took me to the 1999 tour because I was living at in Atlanta at at the time. And but I I always visit my. Grandparents in Alabama, in Utah, Alabama, where I was born, and that's E U T A W, not like the state. And we passed by the Birmingham, Alabama Coliseum, and I see Prince, and I start freaking out I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go to this concert, I gotta go. And so when we got to my grandmother's house, my aunt called my mom and asked if I could go to this concert. Now, what's really awesome is that my mom did not know who Prince was, because if she would have, I would have never gotten to that concert. But Mm. she was like, okay. And so my aunt and uncle took me to the Triple Threat Tour, and I still remember it like yesterday. It was an amazing thing. So that's kind of like how I I got into Prince is through my aunts, my aunt and uncles who are like also music heads.
0: Wow. Okay. That's amazing. That's great that you got to see it pre- Purple rain. Like a lot of people oh, yeah. experienced that. I didn't.
1: Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, it was it was something to see. I still remember that pink curtain with the fishnet. I it was something to see. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, my mind was blown. Just mind blown. Twelve years old.
0: And if you can, like, sort of quickly, like, what is? I won't ask you your favorite album. We will not do that. But what's like your favorite sort
1: of periods? Well, you know what? You can't ask me my favorite oh, okay. album because um, before Prince passed, you know, if you were to ask me that question, I would tell you it depends on the day. Mm. Um, but after he passed, I got really, 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 really clear um, because what happened was when he passed, I actually could not listen to any of his music for several months. Mm. And uh, when I did decide to start, and actually, no music at all, I, I listened to no music for probably about six months. Because uh, I just it was it was too much um, and but when I started listening back to music and I'm only listening to Prince still um, since 2016 and that's one of the reasons why I actually put my radio show on hiatus because otherwise it would just become a Prince radio show because I'm just listening to Prince still right now but I realized that controversy is by far my favorite Prince album now what I was shocked by to discover my second Prince album my. F- my second favorite Prince album. And if you would have asked me pre 2016, I would probably have said, no, it's not in my top 10 or or maybe not at least not in my top five, but my number two is the black album. Real. I love the black album. Huh. Yes. And the reason why I love the black album kind of following up on your question is my personal period is the band with no name. I love me some Bonnie Boyer, mm. Sheila E, <laughs> Levi, Miko, and Dr. Fink. That was yeah. my band. So, like, the, the Son of Time's Love Sexy um, era, you know, is, is so... For me, it's like Son of Time's Black album, Love Sexy. I include the, the Black album in there.
0: I think so, the first person I've heard say the Black album was their favorite. I've never heard anybody say that.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's number two. It, it follows okay. um, controversy, but, um, but yeah, it, cause what's really crazy. I've been listening to love sexy rehearsals and stuff mm. since 2016. Like I can't, I can't seem to leave, 20, I can't <laughs> leave, leave that uh, love sexy tour. Um, but what the songs I really love on the love sexy tour are the black album songs, like Bob George wow. lives. I just, <laughs> I just play those over and over again. And, and I, then I realized, Oh my God, it's all about the black album. So then I went back and I started listening to black album. I said, Oh my God, I really, really love this thing. So (laughs) I think I I love it because of, I think Prince was just having fun. Mm. I mean that it, it just felt like fun to me. And it's just so darn funky. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I think it's incredible. And then like, those songs translate. What's really cool about I call them a band with no name, I got that from Harold Pride, is that the musicianship of that band and how they would transform songs. Because I never listened to Sign of the Times, the album. I always listen to Sign of the Times live. Like okay. that's my Sign of the Times. Um, and so when I want to listen to Sign of the Times, I actually put on the DVD or I have a rip of the DVD and I listen to Sign of the Times live. I never listened to like the, the sign of Times album, unless I want to listen to like, you know, the ballad of Dorothy Parker, which is an in mm-hmm. you know, sign of Times live and, 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 songs that aren't necessarily in the film, but I love that film. Um, and so, yeah. And so we screened the film last year, um, during the sign of times panel. And a lot of people had hadn't seen it because that was before Showtime re-released it and everything. Right, right. Um, so it was pretty incredible to watch it with the crowd. Um, and like just that synergy of Sheila E. and Prince, and I call it the Holy Trinity of background vocals of Baki <laughs> and Sheila and Levi. I, you can't get no better than that. I mean, yeah, you don't need nothing else.
0: I hear that. I feel like just all the songs sort of play in my mind as you're talking, so I can't help but, you know, think of the grind, dead on. that yeah. Cindy,
1: see. Yeah. <laughs> Even though Zaire, so, <laughs> Zaire, so we did um, uh, a, a black album podcast that I haven't released yet because I haven't had time to edit it. And uh, we get into it about Cindy C. Um, Zaire does not like Cindy C, but Cindy C is one of my favorite songs uh, ever that Prince has done. But uh, there are a lot of uh, favorite songs. Well, for
0: well, Real quick, that so that song is so interesting because obviously, you know, you know, sort of. Using Cindy Crawford's name in that. I'm yeah. curious like how that would play. Obviously, he's not around today, but to actually like name checking a woman like that in a song is very interesting. I you know, I'd be curious to like if that would came out today, how that would be perceived. Even I guess back then it didn't necessarily come out at the time.
1: But yeah. it's just like
0: it's like, wow, okay. And this is what, you know, Cindy see, play with me. I will pay yeah. the usual <laughs> fee. Usual. Yeah. Like, kind of <laughs> going in bro like, what are you trying <laughs> yeah yeah it's
1: he's a wild. hard song he's a wild it's boy. a hard song yeah he, yeah, he is
0: <laughs> and there's some and, 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 yeah you got me all into it but I think what's so interesting about that song is that part with uh, Kat like she's on like one side of the speaker or something later in the song and uh-huh. like Prince is sort of like trying to talk to her and he's like oh, and he's like pleading with her or something I'm trying to remember some of the stuff they were talking about, but guys, just a yeah, that's a very interesting album. I, yeah, funky as hell.
1: It's funky, yes, the yeah. definition of funk.
0: Yeah, see, he, he was he was definitely on one in that period, man. It was a lot of material Camille stuff. Uh, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. All, all right. Um, where can people get more information about yourself and the podcast and the symposium I and mean, just you got again, you got a lot of stuff going on. So where, where can people get some information <laughs> from? And also, this is why I, I've seen your name Way before I knew your real name, you was going by uh DJ Polish Sound, right?
1: Yeah, Polish Solid.
0: Solid. Okay. Solid, Salad, yeah. Solid, <laughs> excuse me. I used to see that yep. everywhere. So yeah. yeah. You've been, you've been That's me. Day.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've been, I, like I said, I did that for 12 years and um, I used to do like Prince Tributes and um, a lot of, um, I, I, I won't go there because I'll get, get off on a trail. But essentially everyone can find me um, at Polish Solid on Twitter and that's like P-O-L-I-S-H-E-D, Solid, S-O-L-I-D. And that's me also on Facebook, so Facebook, Polish Solid. And then the Love Sexy Symposium website is lovesexy.polishsolid.com. And so, yeah, that's how you can find me. Primarily on Twitter. I just did my first Instagram post for the Betty Davis Symposium. I don't understand Instagram. I know it's super popular, but... I just, I don't like the interface, so I probably won't be hanging out on Instagram very often. All
0: right, all right. We'll put some links to uh, the events coming up as well. Now, is this uh, the supposedly I'm looking at it? Is this a is this is free?
1: Yeah, it's free. Man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, it's free, um, and we will be live streaming it.
0: Oh, nice. Okay. Nice.
1: Yes, we're- We'll be live streaming it, and I can actually give you the um, live stream URL. Um, it's going to be engineering.nyu.edu slash live. So engineering.nyu.edu slash live. And again, it's going to be two days. Um, we're going to you know, stream the Q&A with the opening keynote on Friday. And then we're gonna stream all the panels on Saturday, as well as the Q and A Q&A with Chaz.
0: Beautiful. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely be watching. I'm gonna check it out. And uh, and you stay in. Uh, you're in. You stay in Brooklyn, New York, or?
1: Yeah, I live in Brooklyn uh, right now. Yes.
0: Okay, man. I've never been to New York, so whenever I do come, I'm to meet up with you and all the people that you be working with. We can sit down and have like a super Prince podcast mash out. Chop it up, <laughs> going going in you got to do that
1: but, yeah. Uh, yeah
0: all right D'Angela Duff thank you so much for coming on I really appreciate it
1: thank you so much for having me it, it really means a lot especially to be able to talk about Love Sexy in particular
0: oh yeah our, our, our pleasure anytime you got something going on please let me know and to all the listeners please check out her events and podcasts that they got going on over there Grown Folks Music shout out to them Definitely add that to your, you know, pod, pod, whatever you use in your phone, or whatever. <laughs> just subscribe. Okay. Check them out. And as I always, oh, first, before I say what I always say, shout out to all of our Patreon people for continuing to bless us and keeping this rolling. We so much appreciate it. Shout out to Big Sexy and Sack. All people that listen to this show, send him a message on Messenger and say, Big Sexy is time. <laughs> just,
1: just, just,
0: just tell him that. He'll know what it means. I <laughs> tell him it's time. <laughs> we need that podcast, big sexy. So we're gonna put that pressure on. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, work it like a job. We'll see you next time.
1: Change again, two, three,